I believe that we should be, we should be full of power, full of faith, full of joy. I mean, come on. Like, when, when, when in the world does somebody say, you know, a car's driving up in the middle of Africa, there's no hospitals around, just a bunch of Mzungus, a bunch of white people uh, from America, and a car's driving up and, you just, and you're sitting there and you go, today's the day. I knew that I knew today was the day that God was going to raise the dead or he was a liar. You can't, I can't tell you how I knew that, I just knew that. Maybe because about 10 minutes before, five to 10 minutes before, as I was sitting in that white little plastic rented chair, my wife here and Becky here, Holbrook, she was sitting on the left of me. It it was as though, the only way I can explain it, it, it was like Jesus himself sat on me. I remember sitting there, just just sitting, and all of a sudden just went, and I was like, oh, whoa, what just happened? And I turned to my wife. I said, did you just sense something change in the spirit? She goes, no, everything's good. You good? Uh-huh. <laughs> I turned to Becky and I said, hey, did you just sense anything that, that changed in the spirit? And she goes, no, you okay? And I'm like, I don't know. She goes, you sure? And I said, yeah, uh-huh. It was as though I couldn't move even if I wanted to move because it was such a weight. And X amount of time, about five to 10 minutes probably, as you look off to the left-hand side through the people, all of a sudden, I saw a car, and I just knew that today was the day. And a little before that, I had to deal with the suicide call as a police officer uh, about a, a year, year and a half before that, I think, roughly. I'd have to look at my time schedule, maybe two years. And I, and I got so disturbed with that because of, of what the Holy Spirit allowed me to see because of that. And I, and I remember telling God, I'm not, I don't want to see dead people anymore. I'm done seeing dead people. I'm done seeing dead people. So if we do this and we, you send me to the places you're sending me, you raising the dead people because I ain't seeing dead people anymore. And so the people get out of the car. The driver gets out. The pastor gets out, opens up the back door, and a, a old lady goes and sits down and Guy goes out and picks, opens up the trunk and pulls out something, and he comes and he rolls out a, a bamboo mat right in front of the pulpit. And then they pull out the limp, dead body of Avery. And I remember sitting in that chair, and I'm just like, I'm not seeing dead people anymore, God. And there was something in me that I just knew that I knew that I knew she was going to be raised up. I didn't know who was going to pray for her. I know that seems stupid, but I was like, well, somebody's praying for her. Lo and behold, it was, it was me, and, and lo and behold, there I was face-to-face with a dead person. And if you know me, I'm kind of a clean freak, um, and she was dirty, twigs in her hair and underarm hair, and um, I go face-to-face, nose-to-nose. And a fly comes crawling out of her nose, her left nostril up to her cheek, hit, flies off and hits me in my cheek. And I can remember sitting there, I'm like, devil, you ain't getting in my flesh. And I kept on praying, and kept on praying, kept on praying. And then one crawls out of her ear, comes over, hits me, and flies off. 
And I keep on praying and I kept on praying and I kept on praying, telling God, God, this is your daughter. You love your daughter. Raise your daughter up. I command life into her. God, raise your daughter. This is your daughter. And I wish I could tell you time frames of, of the time of this. I don't know. And the Lord says this. He goes, is this how you would be praying if it was your daughter's? And, um, you know, you're in the middle of praying for the dead person to rise up and, and God hits you with, hey, you're kind of praying wrong, son. Where's the compassion? And I said to God, I no, I'm not leaving. I would never leave if this was my daughter. I would never leave. God, will you please forgive me that I was praying just out of a formula? Would you please forgive me and not hold this young lady accountable for my, my mistake? And so... I told that, that demonic spirit, I told that spirit of death, I said, I ain't leaving her. I'm staying right here until she, until she raises up and then you let your, your little hands off her. I ain't leaving. And immediately, by discerning a spirit, it's a gift of, of, of the Holy Spirit, I heard that demonic spirit say, we're not giving her to you, she's ours. And I went, oh, she's ours. She's coming back. You just lied because demons don't do anything but lie. They can't tell the truth. I went, ooh, you showed your hand. And at that point, I got a little giddy of like, ha, 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 this is going to happen. Prayed for this for 16 years. I remember asking Pastor Wade, I'm like, I don't know why this happened. Why was it mean? He goes, because you prayed about it for 16 years. None of us did. But we're all the church, but none of them did. That we know of. It was just a conversation between us. And so she, she raises up, man. She comes back to life. <laughs> she comes back to life because we're the church. Full of power. Full of faith. Full of word. Full of gifts. Given by the Holy Spirit himself to believers when believers need a gift from God. For God to be glorified. Not you. Not them, but God be glorified so that God can have a move in, the, in an area in which that miracle is happening, that a foothold can be taken for the gospel of Jesus and a region be changed. Glory to God. Come on, man. Why do you get so excited? Because it's pretty cool seeing dead people come back to life. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome seeing teeth come back into people's mouth that don't have teeth. I don't know about this Christian stuff. I don't know. It just seems like a bunch of rules. That's because you're doing religion, not Christianity. We're the church. We're the church in such a time that we get to be the light in the darkest of times. We should be so giddy and excited to pray for people. Come on. I've said it before, I don't know if you heard it or remember it, but I can tell you that the saints that are in heaven are in an amphitheater looking over heaven, watching us going, come on, do it. Come on, Pastor Wade, you got to do it. Come on, Pastor Wade. Pastor Mark, you got to do it. Oh, glory to God, he did the building. He did the building. We're going to see 2,000. We're going to have a bigger impact in that city. Oh, he did it. When the Lord and the, well, I'm telling you, when the Holy Ghost is trying to Get you inspired to do something. He's trying to tell you, do this. You've got all of heaven all looking over that amphitheater going, come on, come on, come on, come on. You got to do it, come on. You don't know how good it's going to be. They're rooting you on. 
I remember being down in Arizona watching a baseball game. God bless this guy that I was mature and old and just that it's time for us to leave family. But this guy, God bless his soul, was very intoxicated and he accidentally did something that knocked my wife's sunglasses off of her head that he hit her so hard in the back of her head. Thank God I am saved. <laughs> and thank God I heard Pastor Mark's head, head, voice in the back of my head going, really, in ESPN? You made the top plays of destroying somebody? 